Hi, I'm Mike Fink, and this is episode 14 of the 5-Minute Forest Hill podcast. We're back from Christmas break, and this week we'll be talking about our speaker of last week, Jim McPhee. McPhee was diagnosed with bone cancer as a child. He was exceptionally aggressive, and even intense rounds of radiotherapy did not prevent the loss of one leg at the hip. Here's Jim in his own words. Speaking here with Jim McPhee, who's written a book, Tin Legs and Toasting Forks, about his experiences. Um, I just wanted to ask you a question. How much do you think things have changed? Uh, you know, you've got the current situation where you've got uh, companies like Kmart featuring uh, children modeling their clothing uh, using crutches and things like that, and that's that's changed a lot. Did did you notice a big change over the time that you uh, you know you you were a young person yourself to today? I, I think there has been like I mean when I was I was young it was a more sheltered type of uh, um, environment and. Even uh, even today, with uh, all, all the disability um, things they, they have, like sports and all that, it's, uh, there was nothing of that in my day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the other question is, I, I, you, you talked specifically about the fact that you, your, your managers or your supervisors were concerned about putting him on the road because they were concerned about what other people would think. Do you think that's a bigger handicap than people's own reaction, people being concerned about how other people are going to react, or do you think uh, do you think they're equally a problem? Um, do you think it's, it's a bigger concern to, to me? Well... Uh, that, that your manager wasn't saying he had a problem with it, but he was saying he was worried that other people would have a problem with it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. No, I, I think that was, uh, that's pretty ridiculous, you know, thinking other people, other people might. Uh, they're just judging it. I don't know what they're judging it on, but they're, uh, they're certainly making a, a judgment there which has got no basis for uh, any... Um, Seems like a, a bit of a, a lack of a lack of courage on their part, or uh, a lack of faith in other people, almost. Well, did did somewhat, I'd say, yes. Mm, yeah, well, an excuse not to. Um, you see, they 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 all said uh, those years, oh no, you wouldn't be able to handle it. I mean, that, you know, and yet when you're a disabled person, you make sure the things you do. You do better than even another person would, like, especially driving a car. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if you're praying your car, they're going to say, "Oh, there, you can't, you can't drive," and all that. So, uh, <laughs> so that's uh, what happened. Put in the extra effort to make sure that it's uh, it's not the uh, mm. it's not the disability that's responsible for the. Uh, that's that's right. Absolutely. Mm. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Jim's story is one of examining his hopes and dreams, taking a good, honest look at his capabilities, and trying to figure out how to get them to match up. The eponymous toasting fork, 
in the title of his book, is from the quick fix his father rigged up to permit Jim to operate the accelerator of a car without two functioning legs. Jim was a massive fan of sport. The challenge of AFL would have been a bridge too far, but Jim managed to pick up two sports, which focused mostly on upper body work, cricket and table tennis, and he excelled at those. I won't spoil any more of the book, and the link is on the podcast description, but there are some lessons from Jim's life that are universal. We can't control the things that happen to us. Some things show up in our lives unannounced, unwanted, and unavoidable. How we react to them, on the other hand, is entirely up to us. A widely quoted study from 2007 indicates that our baseline levels of happiness are largely static. A major life-changing event throws us for a loop, but we generally return to our norms, whether the event is positive, like winning the lottery, or negative, like a major accident. So, have we decided to be happy? I admit I've found it difficult in the past, but it's a skill I've learned to practice, and I have improved. My circumstances have gotten better, and it's easier now. It might be one of the reasons why I'm drawn to Rotary. Being less afraid and less in dire straits has made a major difference in my life. The second part of the lesson we get from Jim is creative thinking. Somewhere between where we are and where we want to be is the stretch we have to make. A bent toasting fork, a friend to offer advice, a mentor for training, or support from your family can help bridge that gap. And these are both skills that each Rotary Club needs to develop. If we lose members... If our fundraising hits a bump in the road, if the recipients of our awards seem a bit less impressed with the work we've done for them, or the organizations we interact with a bit uncooperative, we can allow it to destroy us, or we can grumble for a moment, take a breath, and get back into the swing of things. And we also need to know how to make do, to think creatively, and to make it work. If the plan needs to be modified, it will be. Adapt, adopt, and improve. Figure out a way to use what we have to get what we want. And we will be working on our game plan in the next few weeks. Stay tuned. Next week will be a slightly longer podcast, and I'll give some clues about what we're working on to make our projects better and more fully funded. Till next week, this is Mike Fink for 5-Minute Forest Hill.